Hello and welcome back to the Trauma Reviews podcast um, with me, Hannah. Um, today I thought I'd just um, touch on the topic of stalking. Um, it's um, a topic that keeps coming back um, with regards to abuse and um, it seems to be an underlying factor in a lot of domestic abuse cases. Um, people are experiencing stalking um, from workplaces, from the community, from people they know, from people that they previously had relations with or um, complete strangers. And um, I just thought I'd have um, a little chat with you today about the help that is available for stalking because something that's triggered um, this podcast today is really the fact that I'm seeing and hearing from a lot of women who are not getting any support with stalking. Um, so it might be that they've escaped um, from an abusive man um, and they're not actually getting any help from the police um, and they are not able to do anything for them to protect them. And this idea that the onus is on a victim to, to sort of protect themselves or to change their behaviour in order to prevent the stalking, um, I find a little unsavoury really um, because at the end of the day, um, you know, it's the behaviours of the stalker that need to change and need to be uh, monitored, controlled, rather than um, sort of victim blaming, if you like. And um, so when I am giving advice, um, I'm doing it with caution, really, um, that actually I'm aware of the fact that um, you, no victim or survivor of, of any stalking behaviours um, should actually have to modify or do things differently. But unfortunately... Um, that is comes as a result of the fear that's induced and um, you will naturally find yourself confused and not knowing actually whether it is stalking or not, possibly at one stage. Um, I've experienced it. Um, I've spoken to many women who've experienced it as well. Um, and a couple of men as well. Um, it's obsessional. It's unnatural behaviour. And sometimes it creeps up on people. So again, you know, you might start feeling sorry for the for the perpetrator. You might think they're a bit sad or a bit lonely, or you might um, just think that that you know they're a bit odd. Or um, and then it and then it escalates into a situation where you find yourself changing your movements. You might change your work routine. You might change whether you go out or not, or whether you go out alone. Um, you might feel like you're being followed, so you might be on hyper alert, which is a perfectly normal reaction. Um, you might be sort of wanting to not be impolite. So if somebody turns up out of the blue, you don't want to be rude to them um, and say, look, I don't want to talk to you. What are you doing here? Or not answer the door to them or answer the phone to them. But really just to reassure people that they do have the right to say no um, to people. Um, you know, if somebody is leaving you gifts and they're unwanted or if somebody is pestering you, um, whether it be in a in a sort of romantic sense or a, a, a seemingly romantic sense or um, a, a social sense, you have the right to say no, um, even if it's it, it hasn't become obsessional at that time or over the top or um, in excess. So there are a number of um, stalking helplines online. So there's a national stalking helpline, which is 0808 802. 0300. Um, there's the survivorstrust.org. Um, and if you go on the government website, there's a gov.uk how to report a stalker. 
Um, you can, of course, call the police in any incident where you feel threatened or um, somebody's approached you or you think there's a breach, going to be a breach of the peace, even if somebody has not kicked your door down or attacked you. Um, you can phone the police um, if you're in immediate danger or you feel like you're in immediate danger, potentially on a 999 call. And I would recommend that victims do this. If they know that somebody's behaviour has been strange, um, you can call the police um, in the UK on 101 and report things. And what I would advise people to do is if they are reporting an incident, to ask for um, a crime number or a log number to make sure that ha that has actually been logged and that it's not a general discussion that just disappears into the ether. Because what we find with these cases of stalking and harassment or strange behaviours that you're not sure whether it's stalking or not at first is that they are pieces of a puzzle really and they fit together in a pattern. So you might find, oh well, they only did this or they're only hanging around or I happened to see them turn up five times or I just happened to see my tyres let down again um, or oh they were ringing the doorbell again last night, you know, or I've had so many multiple calls and it all adds up into this pattern of very bizarre behaviour and then it's when you start to then get worried um, about where you go, who you talk to, about whether your phone's being hacked, about whether you're being followed, um, that that really becomes an issue because, of course, it's affecting your life. It's affecting how you feel. Um, and so there's also the Paladin um, National Stalking Advocacy Service. Um, so you can look that one up um, at paladinservice.co.uk. Um, there's the susielampu.org, um, Susie Lampu Trust, um, and I've put a little link to that one on my Facebook page, so the uh, Trauma of Abuse podcast uh, Facebook page, and there's a little video and a link there just to um, tell you about that one as well. Um, you can also email and you can live chat to... Um, sometimes people find it hard to get through to the victim... Um, help service so you can actually um i think because they're just so busy um but you can actually do a live chat sometimes so if you can't get through on phone lines or people don't reply to you leaving a message um you can get through on that and i think actually that's quite helpful because sometimes you could be experiencing problems sort of late at night or early in the morning and services haven't always opened until sort of normal working hours and i think that's when um people can feel most scared and isolated from any help um stalking is unwanted and unrepeated surveillance by an individual or group towards another person so stalking behaviors are interrelated to harassment and intimidation and they might include sort of following the victim um or survivor in person or they might be monitoring them on devices um the term stalking is used with um, lots of different definitions in psychiatric, psychological, as well as legal terms, criminal terms, um, cyber stalking, etc., um, obsessive love. You might have people with um, injunctions or restraining orders. People talk about harassment, um, cyber stalking. Yeah, um, so basically, I mean... The fear that it induces in you um, 
as well it's a good idea to go and talk to your gp if you suspect that there is something like this going on don't think that people will think you're paranoid or going mad or um think badly of you because you've got a, a bad relationship or or whatever go and talk to your gp gps and nurses hear this sort of thing all the time and ask to be referred to a counselor um so that you can talk about what's what's happening to you and um, how it's making you feel um because it's important to also get a record of that and to log that um for any future um injunctions and things like that and it's also important to not to hesitate to ring 999 if you feel threatened or in danger even if the person is not attacking you or trying to as i say um damage your property they might just be persistently coming to your door you can also put in measures like you can get a very cheap cctv um, that you can attach to your Wi-Fi. Some of them are wireless now. Um, they might not even cost more than about £30, £40 pounds in the UK. Um, you can put them in the window. You can put them outside or inside. And you can put them by the door entrances and um, back garden and things. And you can just, it just gives you that peace of mind um, that, you know, should somebody come to your door, you can see who it is before answering the door. So um, doorbell cameras are a good idea as well. Um, you can not only see who's there, but you can also um, keep a video record um, with dates and times. And that's why it's a good idea to get a diary. And you don't want your time to become all consumed by the stalker because, of course, that is their intention. And that is their, you know, the effect, the negative effect that um, a stalker will have on you. Um, but basically it's it's a good idea to to take back some control for yourself so if you find as a lot of women have come to me recently and said that you know they've been to the police they won't do anything they can't help them they can't arrest this person they haven't got enough to go on oh well you see and um, they've been sent away and you know they're still in the same situation where this person is still um, monitoring them or harassing them they might be hacking their phone they might suspect that they've read emails or accessed information about them at work or been talking to friends and family about them trying to gain information or they might have broken into their property or you suspect they've been on the property as i say just take some measures to maybe um find out what they're up to by actually putting cameras on your own property there's nothing to stop you doing that um of course some people are actually stalked and monitored and i've spoken to some women who um who are still in relationships with um, abusers and um, unhealthy personalities and basically they they might have actually set up their own CCTV system to actually monitor uh, the victim. So instead of the victim using these technologies to actually protect themselves, they find that they're used against them. So it might be that changing your phone device might be a good idea and getting a brand new handset. Um, it might be a case of... Um, putting some security measures on your phone. Um, it might be worth speaking to an IDVA, um, which is an independent domestic violence advocate, about um, some of the safety measures that you can take for yourself. Um, checking your car when you go out, checking there's nobody lurking around, um, taking a once round your car, um, keeping doors and things locked, keeping a phone on you at all times in case you do need to um, dial 99 there's some really useful apps on phones actually um so there's the bright sky app which can actually even be disguised on your phone as a as a different sort of app um not for stalking purposes but for your own personal safety that you can log 
and get support um, and you can log incidents on there and it will send a direct email to your um, email address just saying on this date person was seen again hanging around outside work um, or said person was here at five o'clock again or same car driving past you know this sort of thing so any patterns like that that you can just log or get yourself a diary um, and there's also um, there's some other apps that people have been recommended to use but unfortunately that seems to be that part of the app is free and the part that says it links up to the police or something you have to actually pay for and I think most people um, can't afford the expense of that so um, have a look into those any sort of apps to assist you some of them you can shake your phone and you can actually alert you to the to to um a, a designated safe person so say you have somebody it will send an alert to or it will send an alarm or um but just having an action plan is can be really reassuring for you so one lady who I spoke to who really liked going out jogging um, and she felt scared to go out walking and jogging um, because she was worried that this person might be out there watching her or following her and she might be in danger. It gave her great reassurance to get on with the activities and the sport and the keeping fit she enjoyed by actually having one of these apps. Um, I think it was the Holly app that she was using. So there's lots of different ones out there. So have a little browse through your um, device. If you're not really into technology, keep a diary um, um, or have somebody fit one for you um, or fit a camera outside or even a dash cam on your car. Um, it can just help to collect evidence so that when police say, oh, well, we can't do anything, you can say, well, actually, I have the evidence here. I would like to bring it down to the station. I would like to show it to you or I would like to send it to you by email. Um, yeah, so um, there's also groups I've mentioned before, the Freedom Programme that deals with domestic violence, where victims have experienced it before. There's Paladin as well, um, which is run by people who who have experienced um, this sort of thing before and understand um, don't be too perturbed if you find that people don't take instant action um, the first couple of times you report things. Um, they have to build up um, a portfolio, if you like, um, to actually get anywhere with harassment and things. And the law does let people down, and I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. Um, people don't always get injunctions. And people don't always um, get the police listening or um, do, taking statements. And even when the police do help them, and services do listen to them um you find no action is actually being taken and it can be very demoralizing to people but i would say keep logging those things keep um phoning up when those incidents occur um and keep that record going and as i say keep going to the gp for um support and counseling when you need it it's really important to have somebody to talk to who actually specializes in um, abuse, stalking, harassment, these kind of behaviours who actually understand what not only the victim experiences but what the perpetrator's behaviour is like and the impact that can have on people. So um, you might find that you feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall sometimes um, but just getting those things logged and just um, reporting them um, it might invoke anger in them so if there is an injunction taken out on them it might... Um, not fully protect you of course they can break 
the law, but then they can be arrested. So if you take those steps to uh, not to hesitate, not to open the door, um, you know, not to engage with them, not to take that phone call and to just just go straight to a 999 emergency call or straight to a 101 or in other countries, straight to your emergency um, police service number. Um, and again, if you find that there's an unhelpful person or a person who's too busy on the phone or you're not quite sure if they've taken it seriously or they haven't given you a crime number or a log number, you know, go away, have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or relax and just come back to it and actually ring them again and say, I'm not sure if I had a number for that and could I um, explain it again. Um, you might get somebody more helpful the second time you ring up or a week later if you ring up or um, now you're probably going to be made to feel, especially if you experience domestic violence before the stalking starts, um, you're going to feel a bit like a nuisance. Um, you're not being a nuisance. You have every right to be protected. That's what these services are there for. Um, they might be overstretched. They might be busy, but they have a duty to do their jobs and that's what they're there for they're there to protect you um they can list you and they can list your property so that if you do ring a 999 you can actually um you know you're they know they go on the system to get to you quickly um and that can be of some reassurance to people as well um so yeah i think devices can be used against you so as I say um people can hack into emails things so changing passwords often is a good idea um you might find they're using family and friends to find out information about you so just be very cautious of that um and seek advice and if in any doubt I say get on to one of these charities um perhaps if you just want some advice just say I'm not sure some people are a little bit confused. They wouldn't necessarily call it stalking or cyberstalking. They just say, oh, I've just noticed a few odd things and I'm not sure if they are following me or I'm not sure if I'm just um, perhaps on high alert or um, it's worth just talking to somebody about it. Very often a stalking um, helpline can ask you specifically what you've noticed and what you've experienced and they can reassure you that actually these could be cause for concern um, and they can give you some really helpful advice as well um, so also support groups for um, people it's worth looking up if there's any stalking um, support groups in your area um, I think when you get together with other people who've experienced similar um, you can also take some tips from them because they will have experienced it. They'll have put into place coping strategies and also safety tips um, and ways to some really useful services that they've found helpful or unhelpful. And it can also just be useful to say, you know, yeah, I found the same problem. Um of course, prevention would be better than cure and actually putting the onus on victims to protect themselves um, feels wrong because really what we should be doing and what should be happening but isn't often is that victims should be finding that injunctions are given out, restrictions and first warnings are put out, you know, serious warnings to, to people who are harassing you to say, if you don't stay away, you literally will be arrested 
um, your devices will be removed, etc., and some investigation will take place. But what we find in practice is that that doesn't always happen, and if it certainly doesn't happen straight away when you'd like it to. And it takes a lot of courage and a lot of... Um, you know, um, it takes a lot for for a woman or a victim or of this sort of behaviour to actually go to the police or to take that first step to phone or because very often you've been threatened as well, um, and you feel like you don't want to there to be any repercussions as well, so you don't want to anger um this person and also you want to try and ignore them so you might try and just ignore them i'm just going to close the curtains i'm just going to um you switch my phone off i'm just going to switch the wi-fi off i'm just going to not go out and before you know it you've changed all sorts of aspects of your life and really you shouldn't have to um but the impact can be even after stalking even if they've been arrested even if it's been stopped for a while the, the danger and the fear that they might come back or um, if it's intermittent sort of stalking, so you might, you might get a period of them escalating and then stopping and things like that. So it can be very confusing. Um, it's not your fault that it's happening to you. Um, there's nothing that you've done to provoke it or to encourage it. These people are of an unhealthy mindset and they are obsessional um, and they haven't been given often the correct boundaries Um by the full force of the law to say you must not do this and even where they are given injunctions by law to say if you go within so many meters of this person or whatever you will be um, arrested they can that can still not stop them so it's good to get these things in place because it's a stepping stone towards um, further action being taken but um, as I say you know it's a combination really of you feeling empowered to do the things that you've done to help yourself and to protect yourself um, and going to the people who should be taking further action where you can't protect yourself um, because that is their job to do that and to, to keep you safe. Um, there's a victimsofcrime.org stalking resource centre online um, which talks about the criminal justice system um just trying to think as well yeah there's rain.org which is r a i double n um which talks about the pattern of repeated and unwanted attention harassment contact or any course of conduct directed at a specific person that would cause reasonable person to feel fear and that's according to the department of justice and i'm just reading off their site um um, so it says here and it also describes how similar to crimes of sexual violence stalking is about power and goes on to talk about that um, so if you are in any doubt that what you're experiencing is actually stalking it might be worth just either going onto the website and reading that or talking to somebody from one of the services just to say could this be stalking um, and to get some support um, and it's an extension, really, of control, controlling um, and threatening behaviour So, um, and controlling how you feel. So I just thought I'd put that out for you today. If anybody's got anything else useful to put on the Facebook page or to contribute, please get in touch with me by the usual methods. 
um, or message me if you've heard of any particularly good services um, around the country, around the world that you want to share with others, feel, feel free to do that um, and so I will pass them on. Um, or if you've got any experiences yourself, get in touch. Um, I think feeling nervous, stressed, anxious, avoiding things or not being able to sleep or thinking you're hearing noises or, um, you know, being worried about using technology and things in case you're being monitored. Um, or you might even be monitored through your children's devices um, or through devices that are put um, on vehicles and things. So it's important to obviously switch off and try to um, think outside of the abuser and to think about yourself and your own life and your own achievements and what you're trying to do and to try and... But it's also worth just putting in place um, a little bit of preparation. So, for example, if this person was to turn up outside my house, what would I do? You know, and have a plan of action in place. And then you can feel more confident when you're surprised by something. If they suddenly appear at the car window next to you, tapping on the window, you know, will I already have automatically locked my doors? Have I got a helpline I can ring? Have I got a 999? Have I got a phone charged up in my car ready um, to ring that 999? And am I prepared to do that straight away? Um, I think having those little action plans and then when I get home, I'm going to log the incident. I'm going to check my CCTV. I'm going to send that directly to the police. Having a little process where you say, OK, if and when this person tries and contacts me on the phone, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang up the phone. I'm going to record the number. I'm going to report it. I'm going to report the time and the place that it took place, etc. And write it all down. And um, where I have this person on video, you know, supposing they are standing outside, I'm going to record a video of them hanging around or driving past me. I'm going to build up a, a little body of evidence and I'm going to write it all in a book. Um, you, you're not stalking them, they're stalking you, remember. So um, it's important to try and, um, yeah, I mean, it is advisable to change routine and things, but that really is um, is a symptom of the problem rather than a solution. Uh, when you find yourself having to actually change your routine because of stalking, um, you know, the onus really shouldn't be on you. The onus should be on the, the you know, the, the criminal measures out there to actually protect you um, and to place, um, you know, to use the law in your favour. Um, but as, as I say, practically, we find this isn't always the case, but it's worth trying um to get those things in place because as I say it gives the police more powers to arrest them and, and all the rest of it um so yeah that's my little little podcast on stalking today so I hope you can um have a think about it and if you're not being stalked yourself perhaps you would want to contact one of the um services I've mentioned for example um the National Stalking Helpline um, which you can look up online and perhaps, you know, you'd like to get some training at work um, about what to do if somebody at work, because very often stalkers can contact people through work or they can be in the workplace and they meet their victims through work. Um, and then, of course, that's where the problem can start. But also people might be, you know, having domestic stalking um, and they're coming to work and you might spot the signs 
um, that they need some support and help with that. And workplaces can be really helpful with that. Um, you know, they can be the person that reports you haven't been in today or it's a bit strange, you know, and they could be the person that saves your life. So um, I think, you know, it's relevant to all of us. So turning a blind eye to these things and just ignoring them or it doesn't really affect me is not the answer. Um, we should all be aware of how to support people um, in the same way that people are supporting those with autism or mental illness or any other issues going on um, that affect them in their daily lives and, and their workplace. I think, you know, if somebody's experiencing domestic violence or traumas or stalking, um, you know, being able to spot the signs and say, how can we help? Can we stop this person coming in the building? Can we, you know, keep an eye out? Can you give me this person's registration number, you know, a description of them so that if they call in to check your whereabouts or your location or they try and send you any gifts at work or um, if you don't come into work that we call you as a safety measure to say, are you all right? Um, or are you feeling frightened? And if you are feeling frightened, that you can talk to them about that and that they can log the fact that it's having an impact on your work so that when it does go to a court case, you've not only contacted your GP to say, this is making me feel ill, this person's harassing me, and also that this, um, you know, this is affecting my ability to work. So, you know, you're building a case all the time as well um, because we all know that if we don't have that record, um, very often these, these, these things can collapse and that you don't get the protection that you need. So um, I hope that's useful to you as a starting point for um, looking up. As I say, um, there's also the cdc.gov um, and the safehorizon.org as well. So there's lots of different places that you can go to to look up. And of course, there'll be um, international ones as well. Um, take the time to look at the resources, take the time to um, get educated on it and also to make yourself a little plan um, for what you might do when faced with these eventualities. Because you might freeze at the time. One of the ladies I was talking to recently was saying how you might freeze in a certain situation or you might even lash out in a certain situation and put yourself at risk of being accused of being you know, the perpetrator when actually you're just trying to protect yourself because you're frightened. So what am I going to do in this situation that doesn't harm myself or others and um, that's going to protect me? Um, just so that you don't have to think at the time, you can just put in place your action plan um, and hopefully that will help you. Okay, so take care everybody and I'll speak to you very soon. Bye.